When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, one more hour. Like I said, we can smell the turkey cooking right now. I cannot wait for tomorrow. We're hanging out with Lori, Ellie, and special guest host, Brittany, for the last hour of the Lori and Julia show. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. You know what? Last year I was in in Mexico for Thanksgiving. And Julia and you were doing the show. And I, I have no in, recollection of yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, this is just like, you do feel like you're just the lonely oasis out there in the desert and everybody else is having fun, but, you know, I doing things. I love yeah. it because for me, this is just a, a, such a fun break to talk about the thing. And I know you guys do this all the time and I get but, it. Listen, I also appreciate the fact that people are taking us along as they are driving off. Right? You know, they're gone the road somewhere. People are going to listen. I, mean, I did get a message from my friend Jenny yeah. saying that. It's and Grant saw this too. It's called The Wonder, the movie with Florence Pugh that's on Netflix. She said that it's it's very good. It has a good twist at the end. It won't grip you for two hours, but she found it interesting and it's enough to stick with it. Okay. So I'm in. Fine. All right. Fine. I'm in. Well, how about uh, do you consider yourself a massive Titanic fan? Is this one of your movies that's a touchstone for you i would say touchstone okay. because i you know going to the theaters i am i went to it twice my stepbrother mike he went to it i think 10 times oh in my gosh wow uh yeah and he begged when it came out on dvd the two dvds uh-huh. or not dvds vhs the two vhs's that it came out on begged my stepdad for us to go buy it that night yeah we'd buy it like a week later he was devastated we watched it a lot. And we'd always throw in the second VHS because that's when things went down. Literally. Well, you know, Titanic is marking its 25th year. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know it. That's- I went on my uh, first, one of my first dates to Titanic. Titan- what a good date. 1998 at the Willow Creek Theater, Becca Burns. Did you know what you were getting into? Because I did not. No. I mean, kind of, yeah, but not really no, the not seriousness really. behind it. I saw it, it no. at the beginning of, like, when they first came out, and then we were like, all right, we I guess everybody goes and sees this. I had no idea. Yeah, no one did. Yeah, back then you didn't watch clips online right we didn't we didn't know unless we saw a preview because we'd been in the movie theater you know a few weeks before that so james cameron is sitting down he's doing a pretty in-depth interview with gq magazine because avatar is coming out of course the anniversary of uh the titanic and um you know, let's just, it's the timeless tale of a vagabond's dalliance with a woman who hogged a door. 
Uh, okay, it's the tale as old as time, people. <laughs> the woman who hogged the door. door. Well, I'm sorry, a fancy lady who hogged the door. Oh, but it's so great. Because there was room on that door. There but definitely they just would have gone on different sides to climb up right. it. But James, you know, Cameron, he had high hopes for the movie, but he did not know... He knew the idea was great. You know, he liked the whole idea of how he told it from Rose, you know, the old lady, you know, the whole yeah. discovery. And it, it that is a really great movie-making thing that he did that makes that movie hold yes, up. Yes, the mechanism was beautiful. Like, I saw pictures of your grandma today. I said, she reminds me of Rose. I know. She's... From, the, from Titanic. She just, you just, like, immediately loved her. Or I don't know. There's just something about her. Like, you're like... You do sometimes, it is intriguing when you see somebody that's lived a long time and you look at them and you just see their beauty and their frail skin and their eyes and their, but they've lived a long time and you go, I wonder what they looked like when they were little or younger, you know, what their real story. um, My grandma has like, I don't know what it is when you get older, it's like soft to her skin yes you know and i just love it i love it when she holds my hand i yes. love all that stuff but yeah the same thing you feel about when you see you know the beginning of titanic yeah you we see we kind of fall in love we get immediately intrigued with the story so anyway but he didn't know who he was going to um cast in the movie and he told Jake gq and this is a video I, I, i'll play i'll ask for it in a second but starting he wanted to pass on kate winslet because she was got the nickname the corset queen of the movies. She had done a, like three other historical dramas wearing the corset. She's got that creamy English skin. Oh. And she always did seem older than her age, you mm-hmm. know. And he said, I just thought, I'm not going to hire corset Kate. And he tells GQ this. He said, because I just felt like, other directors would say that is the laziest casting in the world. Yeah. But he agreed to meet with her. And of course he thought she was absolutely fantastic. And that performance shot her into superstardom, but that wasn't the issue for Leonardo DiCaprio because he'd already been nominated for an Oscar for who's eating Gilbert grape. Oh, that's a good movie. He had already played uh, Romeo and Baz Luhrmann's fever oh. dream, Romeo and Juliet. So he thought he had the role locked in when his agent said, you're going to go talk with James Cameron about the lead in Titanic. If you could roll that audio that we have, Ellie, that'd be great. We'll run some lines and I'll video it. And he said, you mean I'm reading? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I don't read. I shook his hand. I said, well, thanks for coming by. And he said, wait, wait, you mean if I don't read, I don't get the part just like that? And I said, oh, yeah, this is like a giant movie. It's going to take two years of my life. So you're going to read or you're not going to get the part. Okay. (laughs) Every ounce of his entire being is just so negative right up until I said action. And then he turned into Jack. Kate just lit up and they went into this whole thing and he played the scene. I'm like, all right, he's the guy. He's the guy, and then he said, and then, like, a sunbeam, like, kind of came into the room and hit both of them, and he, like, got really excited. But, yeah, even at that point, 98, Leah was like, I don't audition. And you know what? It's (laughs) so amazing when he says... And I love that James Cameron was like, okay, well, nice to see you, bye. Um, I love, because you can see it, he's 
he's that his character is not Jack. That is not his personality. This like happy go lucky, gonna make things work. Yeah. That's not Leo's personality. So it just shows you like that acting ability of like so turning good. it on. I mean, yeah. wow. I, and that movie would not have been that movie. Without either not, one of them. If they had been casted by anyone else. Yeah. Corset Kate. <laughs> and then, like, that's what's so funny. I mean, she got a lot of flack at that time for being big, which is hilarious. Yes. Because, I mean, I watch that now and it's like, I remember getting told, like, oh, look how big she, I mean, people would make jokes and all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look back and you go, what was, what were, what, we were crazy. Absolutely. And also, you know, like, young women at, you know, like, a you know, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, you can, you still have what I would call as your youthful chub and glow. Like people are always really surprised when they look at back at, I mean, I've seen, I've seen pictures. I my face was the size of a dinner plate when I was in, in college, you know, you are, you're not that far away from being a little girl either. So and you like have that. People use a lot. They say baby fat, baby fat, but it kind of is that. Yeah. There's, there's a, you, and boys then will grow tall and lean. Right. And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, I know people think he's short, but he is not. I've seen him on the red carpet. That guy is like a solid six one six two. And when we saw him, which was in The Aviator, where he played Howard Hughes, lean. Ah. Lean. Because, you know, in photos, you know, he might you might look like you have a... A little bit of a stomach or whatever, but yeah, these pictures are so deceiving. But we are, we're like, oh gosh, he's a tall, he's a tall actor. He's not a pocket, pocket I mean, actor. You saw this because you met, did you met, did you meet Vicki Gundelson? Are you she met? She came in studio. Yeah. And that's another one that used to always be portrayed as like the bigger one. And once you meet these people in person, you're like, yeah, these, this is hilarious. These cameras are terrible. Okay. Yeah. Now I got to show you, I'm going to show you the photo. We've posted this. If you're not already in your lobotomized state uh, right now and tuning out, uh, Jennifer Grey has a new acting role. And this is why people go on Dancing with the Stars, to rejuvenate their career sometime. And she is going to be in this HBO Max, a true, basically, grift documentary about this woman named Gwen Shamblin. It's called The Way Down God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin, and she plays, she's a diet guru lady. Yeah. Very tan. Jennifer Gray, like, is unrecognizable, I, but I recognizably this. that lady. Yeah, this, there's a documentary out about that's what this. You're it's saying. fantastic. Yeah, that's yes. what she's talking I about. I love that documentary. It's a yes. great one. And now we're yes. going to have a fictionalized. Okay, series that's with what you're Jennifer saying. Gray, that's such great casting. Isn't it? Oh, the hair alone. The hair alone. The documentary is wild because you cannot... The physics of her hair... Oh, yeah. We could study for years. Yeah, the film follows the release of the HBO documentary, The Way Down, which spoke with everybody, and it's going to be on Lifetime. So it's a scripted adaptation, Ellie and Brittany, of the documentary you guys already watched. It's kind of like how they did Tiger King. Yes. Exactly. And it's the idea. I don't know how well this ends up being, though, because I always like watching the doc more. They also did with this with the the staircase. Yeah. They had the doc first and then a series. Yeah. To be honest, I always like the docs more. You do? Yeah. I like the scripted drama sometimes. <laughs> I really do. But I'll, I'll just based on watching or just looking at this, 
I totally would like to watch that. Plus, I'm a fan of Jennifer Grey, and she hasn't acted in anything in forever. So, anyway, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that I I will try to give it a go for okay. sure. It's not out yet, but it's coming. All right, we got to get to Grant's got the Thanksgiving Eve Dirt Alert coming yeah. up next. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Grant, <laughs> what do you got? Well, we've got, let's start out with some uh, Real Housewives news. Mm-hmm. Here for you guys. Yeah. I know your corner for sure. Give me okay. that. We've got, yum, yum, yum. we've got a little delay in the sentencing of Jen Shaw. So, oh, this is the second delay for her. She must be so happy. Yeah, you're right. It was originally scheduled for November 18th, but then was pushed to December 15th after a scheduling conflict. And now it has been pushed from December 15th to January. January 6th of 2023, and we shall see. She has very good lawyers who were able to successfully argue in front of the judge that because she does have a minor child at home and she's already pled guilty and has the ankle monitor on and turned in the passport to let her have a last holiday since she's going Uh. away. For you know, however long. So yeah. that's what her judge. That's her what plea I, deal calls for eleven to fourteen years. Yeah. So her lawyer threw that out. The district attorney, the prosecutor, didn't object. I have watched too much Law and Order, but yet I know this is what happened. That's people. a little simple, a little holiday sympathy. Family. Yeah. No. Interesting. The Chrisleys didn't get this. No. Um, they weren't as successful in arguing wait until after the holidays for yeah. the sentence to no, be given. No, they did not. There's a lot of things going on with their... So I'm happy for Jen for that. Me too. You yeah. know, because she's going away. She's not going to have... That is a very real thing. It's like that Elizabeth Theranos. She I know. got Grace all the way to April. So when you go to, like, federal prison for these blue... Or these, you know, crimes that aren't, uh, you know, of a violent matter. Yeah. Is it, like, your typical... You know, stay in prison, or are they going to be at some sort Let's of? Let's call Martha Stewart and ask her. Well, didn't she, she get like a house arrest? No, no, she, she got went put... to the federal yeah. pen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because you know, I just I can't see Jen Shaw in a federal penitentiary just... and and Chris Chrisley. Oh, and... we've seen her once in a confessional with no makeup, <laughs> and I she didn't. I wouldn't never have known it was the same person. When you talk about some people, really are night and day. Yeah. She's a night and day with um, the makeup. I'm going to say this, and I know this because I have a couple friends who've served um, time. Yeah, Women prison is far different than men prison. Okay. And so uh, look at the way that Teresa served. Um, and so that's just one a- attribute. Right, of but life. you know, Teresa only did like 13 or 14 months. But still. I- I'm just saying... 10 years of your life. I don't care. I'm just saying that. In an institution. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, no, it's uh, terrible. I'd I, be freaking the hell out. I, and would, I would be, be figuring I would be figuring out how I could get rid of the ankle bracelet and get out of the country and go <laughs> to a country with no extradition. No, I'm just saying that like <laughs> if you're thinking about when you start thinking about a prison, yeah. you automatically kind of go to the like men's yes. version of yes. it. And a women's prison is different. I go to and Rikers Island. Good, right? It's, I'm not saying that it's it's enjoyable no. or good or, or yeah, taking yeah, anything yeah. away from it. Yeah. But it is different. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, we'll see how this goes on January 6th of 2023. But, but she really did. Her, she, her lawyer, like, I guess even the prosecuting attorney likes Jen Chuck. I was going to say, they might have a relationship, you know, they the like two attorneys. Her. She's so likable. They like her and they don't think she's going to run. But with her night and day face, she could get out. <laughs> <laughs> she could get a new pass. She could She shows get up for out. booking and they go, Oh, I'm sorry. We need Jen Shaw. Like, yeah. I, no, it's so true. There are people in this world, and it's probably just the people that are good at makeup. Yeah. Night and day. Night and day. Oh, night and day. You're like, who are you? Who, oh, my what? goodness. For sure. There's some TikToks out there of people who completely transform themselves. And, and you're get just, some, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, yeah, good on you if you got the talents. You got Go for it. You know, but then are you the person? that foundation, you get... You have pimples underneath it, not so you, you never take right. your foundation off yeah. again. Not I, if you do it right. I it's like the olden days when ladies would get up and put on their face before their husband would wake up in the morning. Oh, and, you know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Different time now. Yeah. Oh, I would not want to be putting anybody under that pressure. Hey, would you look your best so when I wake up in the morning? Right. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Good uh-uh. Lord. All right. Well, let's move on to this little fun note. Marilyn Monroe's suit from the marriage to Joe DiMaggio that she wore is going up for auctions. Now, up for auction. This was back in January of 1954, and it's a two-piece wedding suit, and it's expected to fetch between $1.5 and $2 million. Wow. Right? You you know, I mean, that's, that's a cool piece of history, right, to have right there. But how long were they married for? Do you guys, wasn't that a short marriage? With- it, it, it was, but yeah, it was. Didn't she, she kind of, how many, she had two or three? Two or three, marriages? but you know what? It, it was hard to be, like, I just think, like, it, it was hard to be Mr. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, mm. and Joe DiMaggio, but they were like a very kind of beautiful couple. And she was, she did not have a type of guy. I kind of always liked that about Marilyn Monroe. She had I a, do like that. She yeah. Had, she didn't have a type. She just, it Anything was that men. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. They were only married a year. Yeah, it was like, really yeah. short. And he apparently was very jealous. I would imagine. He was very jealous. He got mad at her, I think, when she... I think that she was married to him when she was doing the seven-year itch when the white dress blows up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Furious, yelling at her. Oh, God. And, you know, having a fit. And, like, it's like, that's my job. So we can not be, we're not surprised it didn't last. Yeah. Well, if you want a piece of that I history. I want to look at that. Yeah. That, and we did post it, by the way. That is posted to the Lori and Julia show page. You can take a peek and at that And that's how they piece. did, you know, you still can do that if you run away, if you have a courthouse wedding. Just wear a two-piece wedding suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Speaking of fashion, let's just say wedding suits, Lady Gaga and Lizzo's dresses 
They're going to be displayed at the Kensington Palace. Did you guys see this? So, Please tell me more. So this exhibit will be called Crown to Couture. 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 Couture mm-hmm. Thank you for your help. Which is said to display the fascinating parallels between the world of the red carpet and the world of the royal court. So what they're going to do is they're going to, you know, this is the former home of Princess Diana. There are several, you know, there are like several apartments in Kensington Palace. Oh. Remember Princess Margaret lived there at the same time Diana did. There might be five or six official residences within Kensington Palace. Okay. So the cool thing is, is they want to bring these familiar looks into the palace and place them in conversation with the 18th century court dresses to provide this new perspective of this historic space and how it kind of went from one generation to the next. When, when, when? I don't have a date, unfortunately. Maybe next summer or something. Yeah, but I'll I'll look that up in this break and get it back for when we come back for vintage. That would be amazing. It's so pretty to go to the grounds there's a memorial to diana you're not far from the victoria and albert museum and remember museums are free in britain you guys there you go i'm going light on the scandal today but i did see there was a story i think over the weekend at a bus company in long island where um some of the buses and trailers that they use to cart in the floats for the Macy's Day Parade, Mm -hmm. there was a fire. And like five (gasps) trucks and trailers. And it just got, it happened just this week. And it got, it did get me thinking. You know, I said to Joey, we're on the double white on Monday. I said, geez, I guess I've never even really thought about like, where the hell do they keep all these floats? You know, all this stuff. Like, what are the machinations behind the Macy's Day Parade? Thanksgiving Day Parade, because I don't know about you guys, but I love to have that on. I know. Baking, cooking, eating, you know, whatever, making call, you know, because I love when their kids are a certain age where they just get a huge kick out of it. They get a huge kick. I love that. I thought, okay, where are the times that things have gone terribly wrong at the Macy's Day Parade? So here's what I learned. First of all, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade started in 1924. And um, it's basically an American staple. It has been broadcast on NBC since 1952. May Amazon or Apple or whoever, no one be able to buy this because I would hate for us to have to stream this. Um, We are almost, we're two years away from a hundred year. Yes. We are not reunion, but a hundred year. A hundred year of it. So I hope NBC is, uh, uh, you know, I hope they get lots of good ads, but of course, the you know, it's giant balloons, floats, musical performances, and marching bands. I'm sure the NBC people, I don't know what they get paid, the, the compensation uh, for doing it. You know, Kat, Katie Couric and Matt, Al Roker has done it with Savannah. I mean, people f- from NBC, the more they got to do this, whether they like it or not. Yeah. But I always think they must have their friends and family have a great viewing place. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. one year I was lucky enough in my travel career to work for Cartan Tours. And I got to be like the co-trip director with a bunch of like 70 and 80 year olds who wanted to go to the Rose Bowl parade. And then we went mm. to the game and we had a big party at the Ambassador Hotel. And that Rose Bowl parade it was so much fun I bet. Yeah. to see in person. It was just incredible. So anyway, it has taken place every year except 1942, 43, 44, World War II, 
we the war needed helium and rubber. Yeah, there was no room for big balloons. Makes sense. So, um, some of the problems. Okay, in 1956, there's a huge mighty mouse. You know, the the mighty mouse. Yeah, mighty mouse. Yeah, ran into a street sign. (laughs) The street sign it crumbled to the ground immediately, and all kinds of people, you know, just had to get the out from under it but no one was hurt but yes that's what's nice about these balloons it's like but they're gigantic i know they're gigantic but also like usually it's a slow slow roll slow roll and it's a little less you know yeah uh falling anything big or whatever aren't they a massive fire hazard because they could be helium yes yes totally get this the helium alone for this entire parade costs over five hundred ten thousand dollars yes. just in helium and it's probably a wonderful corporate sponsor like heineken I don't know. <laughs> um but in 1957 and again it's funny when you look at the years on this with different things about the cartoons that were popular or the children's characters so popeye was everything in 1957, and his sailor man's hat collected so much rain water because it was a rainy parade that um, when a little wind came by, a whole bunch of people got doused from the rain in the sailor hat. So that happened. Superman in 1985 uh, got one of his arms caught on a tree branch and it ripped off and he limped to one side for the whole Entire parade, but the Man of Steel and his one arm, no one was hurt. <laughs> Still okay. very strong. Kermit, Kermit in 1991. Kermit de Franc, yeah. Kermit de Franc crashed into a tree. The left side of his head became defla- <laughs> deflated. And despite the blow and the head leaning towards the ground, Kermit continued on. Commentators at NBC in 1991, probably Katie Couric and Matt Lauer. Today, Kermit is just a little bit sad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And, and it sounds like what a parent would say with yeah, their stuffy guy. Like, because why does he look so weird? When, and, when robots choose up one of my stuffies, I'll say that tomorrow. And Kermit didn't come back to the parade for 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, they just were like, no. And then uh, Rex the Dinosaur and Sonic the Hedgehog, those two balloons crashed into lampposts Uh-oh. and then immediately starting... Uh, to deflate and Sonic did injure an off-duty police officer because it hit him kind of hard yeah. coming down. And those things were not allowed back until 2011. Mm. So sometimes when you have an incident with a lamppost, I think Macy's got a real, but I'm going to tell you the worst thing that happened. Oh no. And it involved, I don't know if any of you guys have watched the Barney documentary. Oh no. Okay. Oh, Which what? will forever ruin Barney for you, but Barney, in 1997, incredibly, definitely the most memorable, it exploded. It exploded, and any young fans probably still have nightmares (laughs) about it. Their parents have had to explain to them it was a very, very windy day in 1997. Imagine the the noise that made. And the handlers, because remember, there are people handling... These balloons, so they were struggling to hold on, and eventually wow. the wind overpowered Barney, and it ripped apart, and everything it just 
kaboom came exploded. crumbling down that's exploded a... in front of everybody oh. just ripped apart they said it Blew was apart. A- absolutely ripped apart viciously yep. here's a fun fact mm-hmm. helium is not flammable really it isn't it's hydrogen, hydrogen that is flammable. flammable there we go and oh yeah that's the whole thing with the, the blimp the, the, yeah yes, the hindenburg, yeah. hindenburg. i that's was like right. as soon as you said that i was like why am i thinking that it's not flammable yeah it i'm glad you looked that up yeah okay it. that same year it was so windy our favorite little character, one of them from Dr. Seuss, old Cat in the Hat. <laughs> it was so windy that Cat in the Hat struck a lamppost and it crashed into the crowd and it fractured the skull of one woman. Oh and she was in a coma uh-huh. for a month. And after that, Macy's had to implement new rules on how big balloons could be. And I'm sure... That she got a, you know, a settlement because that's, she's never, I'm sure, been the same. How about that? So I've gotten the worst out of the way. I'm fighting the urge to make a rhyming joke. I know. know I'm so sorry, (laughs) ma'am. And then, you know, everything, something that happens inevitably at every uh, thing, you know, we do like to see our musical acts. This year, Leah Michelle is going to be belting out. I forget the funny way. Don't rain on my parade or yeah. whatever it is. Mariah Carey is ending. Uh, Mariah, Mariah Carey. I know ending it with it. Santa. Yeah. But one of the things that happens at every Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, if you're paying close attention, is people don't realize when they start singing, <laughs> and so the lip syncing is off cue. Scotty McCreary, McCreary, yeah, he won American Idol in 2011. Oh. He. Uh, he sang the whole parade through on his own version, but the song, so none of it matched up. But he'd never sang in a parade before, right. for crying out loud. And um, so other people have had the, the same. Yeah. I think uh, American Authors' Best Day of My Life. Remember when they were huge, like 2014? Yeah. We had one of them on our show as Mr. Manuary. Really? Yeah, the cute singer. He is cute. Because he had a Minnesota connection, but anyway, the the they they sang all you know wackadoo. Mm-hmm. Did never sing correctly, but you know, yeah, that's part. That's Does right. anyone ever believe they're singing live? No, no. I don't. It's all more... we believe that's live is the dancing. I'm always impressed when it's cold and the dancers are. Did you know that they have over 1,100 dancers that go through that for that entire parade? Over 1,100 dancers. Oh. That's like a lot, and then that's a lot. Three point five million people in person are a lot on the streets, mm-hmm. and they have over four thousand volunteers. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. I know people who have gone to New York to just want to have a once in a lifetime yeah. experience, and they know somebody, and they've got a view, a good viewing place. And I they, bet you, you it's hard to get that volunteer spot because you know you're going to get an amazing sl- spot. Yes, yes. Um, and I bet you that you, you can't just sign up to volunteer. Because I was right. going to say, that would be a great thing, but I, you know, that might be one of those things that is within a family and like True. it stays there. It could. No, I'm going to tell you one last balloon incident. We haven't had one because we didn't have a Macy's Day Parade in 2020. No. So the last big balloon incident that people were <laughs> able to witness was 2019. It was a big old nutcracker balloon. Oh, my God. And the handlers, the handlers were not having luck stabilizing. And the nutcracker bent down and hit a woman so hard, it kind of moved her, like, you know... A few feet. Oh no! But she didn't go to the hospital, and she didn't crack his skull. But apparently, she was moved. She was moved. 
She was moved. She and, was, and we all were moved by it. That's right. right. All right, there we go. So Thank a you. light, easy vintage scandal. We'll be right back. Glad that Beyonce brought us back to the some clubhouse music. I really yes. I went through like a whole month where I'm sure Grant and everybody was sick of Unbreak My Soul. It's, I just played Beyonce over and over and over. It's nice to have that upbeat <laughs> pop. Like for a while there during the pandemic, all we got yeah. were you and I were both like, listen, we love a depressing song by a woman, yeah. but I'm ready for some pop. Something. Thank you. Something. Grant, what uh, you oh, yeah. kinda, we should have like maybe thought about weekend picks, but then we're like, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. God, people, people have their own plans and they don't need any ideas from us, but there are a couple of fun things happening. Yeah, tonight, in fact, is the grand opening of Glow Holiday Festival. And this is what used to be down at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, but this year it's at CHS Field. Oh, that's right. And so they set it up. They've got all these lights all in, the, in you know, on the field and in the seats and every six. Calling all families. Yeah. Calling all families. It's a fun little, it's a fun little night because every six minutes they're going to play like a little, like, you know, music theme along with the lights. So a light show with music. They've yeah. got, they've got this tremendous tree that's over 70 feet tall oh in the gosh. middle. They've got a charity flame that's going all the time and tickets aren't too bad. You know, adults are 25 bucks. Kids are 1250 and. You know, kids under four are free. So this runs tonight through January 1st, 5 to 9 p.m. every day. It's Glow Holiday Festival at CHS Field. This is my good buddy's hard work. And there's, you know, this is just uh, me giving him props because he works his butt off for this. Yeah, to get this ready. And this would be a good weekend to go, like weather-wise. Plus there's, you know, then you're, he's, you know, he's also, this festival bring people downtown St. Paul to some of the great restaurants that are yeah. around there. Okay, here's yeah. what you're going to do with Glow Holiday Festival. Okay. What are we going to do? You are going to get you and your rowdy kids. And like in this scenario, you have yeah. four okay. kids that you are just so annoyed with having to organize your family photos for the Christmas picture. Oh. You're going to grab them. You're going to go to Glow Holiday Festival. You're going to stand in front of some lights. Take a faraway pic so it doesn't matter if you look crazy or you're yelling at a kid at the time. Right, no one has to look. Yes. that bad boy on a card. Send that out. Done and done. You're welcome. And parents be in it. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yes. There's I can't pa- tell you. You know what? Julia would get mad at me because I would actually say something to good friends, her. I, I would say, <laughs> why can't you and your husband be in the picture. I don't want any more pictures of the boys. I want to see you guys yeah. with the boys. Yeah. And she did start doing that, yeah. you know, and she's like, you're rude to tell me how to do my cards. I go, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone who gets these cards. We, we want the see, parents. Yes, we want to see We want to see the whole family. We want to see the whole family. If you're going to go to all this effort, oh my gosh, I had another friend. She had just one kid 
Sorry, Ellie, maybe this happened to you. And we would get Christmas cards of the one kid doing different things over the course of the year. And I'd be like, where are the parents? But I think your parents include themselves. They were good about including themselves. Yes. Uh, they were also really good about including pictures of the dog. Yes, yeah. the dog. Um, and people we like, love that. Yes, yeah. we love say, that. I, I can see why you, like, I yeah. don't have an urge to get myself ready and her ready. But yeah. I think what I will do if I was to do it was incorporate the dogs. Um, and then like, if like with the, you know, you can do the pajamas oh, with yeah. like some kind of a hat, but I like your idea about going down to the glow. If go, you've got kids yeah. that are more mobile done, you're done. done. You, you're done. We're going to look at the lights. It's going to be beautiful. Fun. You won't even have to edit the photo. Right. It's done. Yeah. And you get some energy. Like you said, there's a light maze where you can navigate your way through the twinkling wonderland with the kids. The twinkling, twinkling wonderland. wonderland. <laughs> just using the, you know, but this, there's all kinds of stuff to get the kids all tired yeah. out so you can have a little alone time when you get home. All right. Is anyone going to watch Wednesday? Is anyone going to oh, watch yeah. that? I want to so okay. I might try definitely to... watching that. Love you the dark are? stuff. Okay. I might try to steal some time tonight because it looks so good. It kind of does, doesn't oh, it? And I haven't even finished my gambling empire. Oh, oh. me too. Oh, I love that. Anna Shay. Me too. Ellie, you will definitely be always hanging with me and Lori because we love a creepy show, mm-hmm. especially well, if it's fabulous. Yeah, I love the creepy show. I will say, though, I'm not going to watch Wednesday first. I've been saving watching Disenchanted oh, for this, uh, weekend this weekend because that was like something I was really into when I was young. Um, Ellie, Julia and I took her boys to Enchanted. They actually wanted to go and they were like in grade school and we were oh that's so sweet we were shocked that they wanted to go to a movie with auntie well they're Lori such boys boys exactly so that movie does really have universal kind of appeal yeah. i think it's- james marsden adina menzel uh, i mean come on come they're on. so cute they're so cute Brittany, thank you for coming in thank the you yeah before thanksgiving we're i'm we're I'm, never sure who's gonna be around because people are gone and- i'm <laughs> always available i'm very thirsty i need the attention okay. thank you for talking about the real housewives Absolutely. happy thanksgiving i'm thankful for all of you guys in my talk yeah thank you thank you and uh yeah so we get a long weekend we've got some best ofs happening yep. this weekend a lot and- of uh book authors in there and i've got uh, i put a lot of good stuff some 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 fun stuff it's yeah. all green fun material that you guys will like so. I, I i hope you put monday sex monday in there i have it in there okay i good. have it in there saved for christmas as well oh, okay good, <laughs> good. Yeah. thank you ellie you were yes. amazing ellie. Good job, ellie. Good job. thank you for having me yes. bye. bye everybody enjoy your holiday job done off you go For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.